Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off, and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing my teaching on the power of partnership, and I've got a two-teaching set here on that in either CD or DVD. Tomorrow is going to be my last day to make this product available to you. And we also have a book entitled Financial Stewardship. And I tell you, this is really powerful. It's approaching the subject of financial prosperity from a different perspective, not talking about being an owner, but seeing yourself as a steward of what God has given you. You know, I heard a man one time take up an offering, and he says, now, everybody stand up, and he says, reach into the back pocket of the person in front of you or to the purse of the person in front of you and get their billfold and give like you always wanted to give. And, of course, it was a joke. It was funny. But, you know, it makes a point that if you were to have my wallet and if you were to have my money, you would probably be more generous if it was mine than if you give your money. Somehow or another, when it's yours, you get to thinking that, but, oh, I need this. But when it's mine, you know, it's like, well, man, I'll, I'll just give away all of your money. I don't care. When you quit seeing yourself as an owner and you see yourself as a steward, Father, everything I have is yours. What do you want me to do? Well, then you'll follow at least the direction that God gives in the Scripture. Plus, you'll listen to that still, small voice of God and you'll start giving in a way that you would probably never give if you just look at it as, this is mine. I earned it. It's all mine. The truth is, God is the one who has given you your prosperity. It's God who puts up one. In Psalms chapter 75, I believe it's verse 6, it says promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west or from the south, but it's God that puts up one and sets down another. You may think that it's all your hard work, and I'm not saying you didn't have a part to play in it. You have to be a steward, but God is the one who's prospered you. God's the one who's caused you to be born at this time in one of the most prosperous nations on the planet. God's the one that gave you your health. God's the one that gave you your talents. Now, you can develop something that God gave you, but you can't put in what God left out. You know, I could desire to be the greatest basketball player in the world, and I could train, and I'm sure I could improve my ability and do better than I do, but I could never be a Michael Jordan or any of the... I don't even know all of the names of people nowadays, but I could never be the greatest basketball player because I just don't have that talent and ability. I could develop and do the best I can do, but I can't develop, put in what God left out. Whether you realize it or not, God is your source, and we should see ourselves as stewards, not as owners. This isn't my money. God, it's your money. What do you want me to do? And this is what I've been talking about, that when it comes to giving, I'm not talking about just giving in general, but I'm talking specifically about partnership, where you start giving beyond what it takes for you to get and receive, and you start giving to churches and to ministries, to missions programs, 
to outreaches that are touching other people. You're giving beyond what your needs are and you're giving to help other people. That's partnership. And when you start doing that, there is a connection made between you and that church or that ministry and whatever anointing, power, blessing of God is on them starts flowing towards you. Man, if you've missed any of this, I've shared some powerful, powerful things about it. And I encourage you to please go to our website or get these materials. We're also offering this DVD that has testimonies of five different people or couples who have put these principles to work in their life, and it's changed them. And today I want to play a video for you of Rick and Mitzi Pudlow. They've become good friends of mine, and after the fact I learned their testimony. But when they first came across me, they were hippies, and uh, they were, if I get the story right, if I remember it correctly, they were uh, just traveling. And anyway, it's quite a story. But Mitzi was eight months pregnant. She was sleeping in a VW bug because they didn't have enough money to stay somewhere. Uh, they came to one of my meetings, and there was other things that God did. But they got born again. They got turned on. They started learning the power of partnership. They started giving and God prospered them. And I don't know exactly what their situation is, but I know that they're very blessed. I know that Rick has a import-export business and offices in Dubai. It's a worldwide business. And I know that they've been big partners of ours and, and givers to our ministry, so I don't know exactly where they stand. I've never been to their home or anything, but I know that they are blessed people. And so we just happened to have, I sent my television crew, and they filmed them, and we have a testimony of them about how that they trusted God and through partnership, through giving and believing God, that these people are now very prosperous, and they're touching lots of people's lives and making a difference. And not only in this life are they blessed, but someday in eternity, they are going to have hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people come by their mansion to thank them for taking the money and the prosperity that they've got and investing it in the kingdom. I tell you, these are, these are just great folks. I really love them. So watch this testimony of Rick and Mitzi Pudlow to illustrate the things that we've been talking about, the power of partnership. How do two young pot-smoking hippies go from wandering America's back roads to a place of financial success and abundance? Only by making the right moves. This is the Rick and Mitzi Pudlow story. We started uh, doing drugs together and stayed stoned pretty much for about two years. In this hippie stage that we were in, we lived together. And so uh, one one day, uh, I can remember we were sitting in a, in a roast beef restaurant and it was a Tuesday and she gave me an ultimatum. She said, uh, are you going to marry me or what? So uh, I said, look, if I get a job this week, we'll get married. Well, I got a job the next day and uh, so Friday we drove to Tennessee to get married and we went to the judge, went to the courthouse to get married and he looked at us and he said, you know what? <laughs> he said, if you put Jesus in the center of your marriage, you'll never have any problems. And I, I never forgot that. I kept seeking God as a Baptist girl. I knew that I was far from what God had for me. I kept encouraging Rick to go to church, and, and he desired to live a godly life. Every night he'd smoke a joint and read his Bible. So he was doing the best he could with what he knew. 
it got to the point where I knew I had to get saved. I needed God in my life because uh, drugs were having an effect on me. All my friends were druggies. And I knew that if I didn't get God in my life, I was either gonna end up dead or in jail. I got up one night, it was about three o'clock in the morning, and uh, I went out in my garden, and we lived out in the country and had a garden. And uh, <laughs> I, I just fell on my knees in the dirt, and I didn't, uh, I didn't make any confession of faith. I, uh, I didn't ask forgiveness for my sins. It was just like my heart. <laughs> it's like my heart called out to God, and uh, He touched me. And uh, I raised my head and I looked up to heaven and it was like the stars and the moon were a witness to what happened. And I got up out of the dirt and I was a changed person. I mean, I was radically saved. And I knew that God was in my life. And He was remarkably and amazingly changed. It was a huge transformation. And so we knew we had to get out of Kentucky because our friends were all druggies and it was just a bad situation all the way around. We were gonna, uh, leave Kentucky and we were going to move to Oregon and we figured Oregon was as far away as we could get in the continental United States so we were going to go to Oregon so we had a yard sale and we sold everything we had and uh, I think everything we had brought uh, seven or eight hundred dollars and off we went we packed our little Volkswagen and our Schnauzer and headed out we went up to Iowa across Montana and everywhere we went we were looking to see if we could if we could find uh, find work, if we could live there. And uh, so we got to Oregon. It took us about uh, uh, five days uh, to get to Oregon. We got to Oregon and uh, almost got divorced in Oregon. I mean, we had a tremendous fight. The weather was bad. It was rainy, it was cold. And, and, and finally we reconciled and uh, we turned south. And we were on the road about six weeks. We had sleeping bags. We slept on the road most of the time. And when we would scrounge up uh, a few of our pennies, we would get a hotel and we absolutely had to have one to take showers. And long story short, we ended up in Boulder, Colorado. We got down to about $120, $125 to our name. And Mitzi went and uh, she was taking a shower and I got down beside my, my knees on the bed and I said, Lord, this is it, you know, uh, we're running to the end here. Well, I picked up a newspaper and uh, I checked the one ads and I called about a job in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, I went down and interviewed for the job, and I got a job that day paying me more money than I'd ever made in my life. And so this is great, and it was like we were celebrating, and it was like, now we need a place to live. Well, anyway, I went into this real estate office, and there was a woman in there, her name was Eva Brock, she was 70-something years old, and she owned the place. And I start telling her the, our story, you know, how we were druggies, we got saved, we sold everything. <laughs> we left Kentucky, we came out here, I got a job today, and uh, I said, I need a place to live. And she's like, where's your wife? I said, she's in the car. She said, go get her. So Mitzi came in and we're talking to Eva Brock, and uh, she says, listen, I have a two-story house with a full basement. The basement has three bedrooms, a kitchen, a den with a fireplace. Uh, in a full utility room. She said, you can stay there until you get your feet on the ground. So that day, <laughs> I had the best paying job I'd ever had in my life and we had a free place to, to live. We were there for, I guess, a few months when he started listening to Andrew on the radio. The place that I was working, I had a friend who we would ride around in a truck and we would listen to Christian radio all the time. We were riding down the road one day and, and uh, we were listening to this preacher on the radio and he said, uh, 
He said, you know, God can't do everything. I'm like, what? And we looked at each other and he said, and I reached over and I turned up the radio knob. He said, that's right, God can't do everything. He can't lie. I'm like, wow, I like this guy. So I listened to him and it was Andrew Womack. And uh, so we're like, hey, I went home and I told Mitzi, I said, let's check this guy out because I really liked hearing him on the radio. But Rick has heard that Andrew was gonna be in town, he's gonna be in Denver at Holiday Inn, and he said, let's go. So I said, okay, great. And we went and it was just a wonderful meeting. It was like nothing we'd ever really experienced it. The gifts were in operation and, and prophecies and we just were like, wow, this guy knows God. I mean, he talks to God. And, uh, and these tremendous things happened in his meetings. People were being healed and we didn't know people got healed and they were being spirit filled. We didn't know what that was. And we were just in awe. Andrew delivered the message and at the end he called for people to come up for prayer. He laid hands on me and prayed for me and uh, the, uh, the presence of God just came all over me and I was just weeping and, uh, and I was really ministered to. And I went back to my seat. And the guy said behind us asked Rick if he had the baptism of the Holy Spirit and Rick said, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I said, if God wants me to have a baptism of the Holy Ghost, I, that's what I want because I want whatever God, whatever God has for me is what I want. And so he prayed for me and I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that was really the power we needed to live for God. And I was baptized in the Holy Spirit a week later and uh, that began our journey and we were just getting all the free tapes we could from Andrew at the time because we had very limited funds. And those tapes were such a blessing, I can't tell you how that they fed us, they encouraged us, they helped us to be the people we are today. Well, once we got the baptism, I mean, it was like, uh, we, just, we just became alive. It was, we began understanding the unlimited possibilities of, uh, of having the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. I'd come home from work and Mitzi said, I listened to this today and it really blessed me and I sent him money. <laughs> She would, send, she would send every, whoever came on the radio every day, it was like she was sending money uh, left and right. And uh, the Lord told Rick and I simultaneously to move to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. We did, off we went. We really stepped out in faith at that point in time. And, and I think that uh, Rick couldn't get a job and I was working as a at a photography studio there in Chattanooga. And it just, you know, the finances weren't coming through. I got pregnant, so we're expecting our first baby. Finally, we just thought, hey, let's go to the library. You know, we didn't have internet back then. We couldn't just Google things and, and look through the newspapers and see, you know, what the one ads are looking like. Tennessee was kind of, well, most of the country was in a bit of a recession then, except for Houston, Texas. And the one ads were just like phone book. I mean, it was just crazy. And we thought, man, if we can't get jobs in Houston, we can't get jobs. Well, we drive to Houston. Everything we have is in our Volkswagen. Uh, we have $250 to our name, and we got there on, on Sunday night. I pick up a newspaper on Monday, and I call about a job at the Houston airport. And I interviewed on Tuesday. And he got the job, which was amazing, in an industry we'd never even heard of and international freight forwarding. We still had very limited funds, and so uh, rather than uh, spend all of our money staying in a hotel. So we were sleeping in our Volkswagen, and it was pretty rough, pregnant in a Volkswagen, but God, <laughs> we knew he would come through. He was well able, and we just didn't worry about it. And I went back to work the next morning, and uh, my boss said, well, Rick, where are you living? I said, well, I'm not living anywhere. I don't have enough money. Uh, to uh, get an apartment yet, and I didn't. I wasn't going to get paid for two weeks. 
And my boss, he gave me money, enough money for a security deposit for an apartment and the first month's rent. We were there for about a year and our daughter was born. And then we moved to a small little home and where our son was born and Rick continued to work for this freight forwarding company and learn the business. And I hadn't been working there very long, but a couple of months, and I, ha I handled a shipment with a guy who'd been there uh, about as long as I had, and we, it was a shipment to Australia, and we made really good money off of it. I mean, we made, I think it was like seven or $8,000 off this shipment. And I'm like, this is the business. This, this, I like this business. I want, Lord, I want, I want my own freight forwarding business. And then, um, you know, he, he got another job opportunity with a, a company that was a Halliburton company. It was Fan Systems. And so he learned even more about the industry. And this particular company was an oil field service company and they uh, did well completions. My job was uh, materials and I was, uh, got uh, educated in uh, moving explosives. I still wanted my own freight forwarding company. Finally, after I'd been at this uh, oil field service company for about three, three years, uh, this piece came over me and I knew that the time was right to start uh, of the freight forwarding company I wanted to have. I told my boss what I was gonna do, and he said, well, come on, let's go to corporate headquarters and we'll tell the president of the division. And so I went into the president of the division of this Halliburton division, and I told him, I said, look, I, I enjoy the Halliburton company, I enjoy the people, I like my job, I like what I'm doing, I want to have my own freight forwarding company, and if I don't do this, I'll just get old and wonder if I ever could have made it. And the guy looked at me and he said, he said, Rick, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. He said, I'll tell you what, We'll support you, and if, and if it doesn't work out, you can come back and have your job back. So I left his office with my first account <laughs> and a safety net that uh, he said if it didn't work out, I could come in and have my uh, job back. And so he asked me what I thought about it, and I said, I think it's great. I think God's well able, and you know, we got green lights all the way around. We left that last paycheck not knowing where the next paycheck was coming from. And, uh, you know, we started. You know, the first day in business, my chair didn't have a back on it. Everything's disorganized. I had no organization. I had a client, but I had no money. But, and uh, it was just, you know, the, the devil started working on my head. And I went home that night and, uh, and I just, well, I couldn't sleep. I was just walking the floor. And I had these visions of uh, my kids standing on the road with little pie plates, you know, beating them with a spoon, saying, Daddy, we're hungry, we're starving, and, and all this stuff. And God stopped me and he said, I gave you this business as a blessing and not a curse. And ever after that, I've, I've, uh, my philosophy is work hard and trust God. And uh, I put the effort into the business and I trust God to, uh, to help me and, uh, and, to, and to make it work. Uh, we started very small beginnings. I'd answer the phone when Rick had to do anything in the warehouse and I had a baby on one leg and a baby on a hip and I'd be like, good morning, Pro Cargo. <laughs> and, uh, He'd transfer the calls over to the house. So uh, it was kind of a makeshift operation. The business started growing. I had uh, this Halliburton division as my first client and it grew uh, very rapidly. So we have an office in Houston, we have an office in New York, we have an office in Dubai, we have an office in Toronto. And then uh, we've started a wholesale company that also has an office in Houston and it has an office in, in Toronto. Like I said, my business philosophy is, is to work hard and trust God. And uh, we actually, as believers who are in the business world, have an unfair advantage over companies who just work in the natural because uh, Mitzi laughs at me, but I tell her, I said, I have found the key to success in life. 
the, the key to, uh, to, success is to success in life is always make the right decision. And then they go, oh yeah, we'll always make the right decision. Yeah, sure. But you know something, if we have the mind of Christ, which the Bible says we do, and if we have the wisdom of God, which the Bible says we do, then why couldn't we, if we inquire of the Lord, why can't we make those right decisions? And I think it's the time that we go wrong in business, the wrong what we go wrong in our lives is when we fail to inquire of the Lord. And uh, I can say that the, that the successes that we've enjoyed in business are because when I've inquired of the Lord or we've inquired jointly of the Lord and He's directed us and shown us the way to go. Because a lot of times there's a way it looks like the right thing to do, but it doesn't have a good outcome. And, uh, but God's way always has a good outcome and it's always a win-win. You know, I thank God that Andrew was in our life at the time he was and, and he that he's still preaching the same message today that he was then. He never gets off track. He puts one foot in front of the other and keeps his eyes on the Lord and stays steadfast and faithful to the things that God gives him to do. And you can trust that it's a, a ministry that's always gonna be even in end times, producing a harvest. You know what, when we first got uh, on fire for God, it was like we gave to everything. Mitzi, Mitzi would give to every minister and whatever we saw, whatever, and we, and we would just give. And then it was like when we got into, settled into church, we were taught about tithes and offerings and we began to restrict ourselves to the 10%. And then the question was, is the 10% on the gross? Is the 10% on the net? And it was just like, well, okay, it's on the gross. Okay, fine. And so, you know, you start fine tuning it. And now it's like, uh, that's, we've pushed that aside and we actually set goals for ourselves to give in excess of what we've done before. And then we pray and we ask God and where to direct it or what He would have us give. And we just kept giving and giving. We never ever questioned, you know, shouldn't we give? Because the more we gave, the more God blessed us. And we were thrilled to be givers. I really think that we had a gift of giving on our lives, even though we didn't know it at the time. But we understood early on through Andrew's teaching and others that it was God's money and whatever came your way that we were just to be good stewards of that money. So we always let the money just flow from us to wherever God directed. And the more we uh, wrote checks and blessed ministries and, and different organizations and people, the more God filled up uh, you know, our bank account. So it was just an ongoing thing. I want everybody to know you cannot outgive God. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. If you give it all away tomorrow and you know it's God, He'll make sure that you have more than enough the following days. And in strange ways, may not be ways that you may think, but uh, it's fun giving. It's not a burden, it's joy, it's a pleasure. And I would challenge everybody out there listening to give beyond what you think you can because if you if you god says test me now try me now and see if, if you i don't have a blessing for you or i won't open up the windows and pour out a blessing and he's so he's so 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 will the secret to success for rick and mitzi began with accepting jesus as their lord and savior but it also included turning to him for guidance every day as rick said work hard and trust God. It's only through a trusting and true relationship with our Heavenly Father 
that anyone can be assured of making all the right moves. To me, I mean, to partner with Andrew Womack Ministries is just getting these truths out there. You want to put your money and your resources and your effort where other people of like mind want to put theirs. If it can change other people's lives, like it's changed my life, then I would be just selfish to not give back into and to share this to the rest of the world. Jamie and I are here just to thank you so much for being partners with us. I tell you, we are reaching around the world. I remember when Jamie and I were it. I would run the sound while she was doing the praise and worship, and then she'd come back and run the sound while I was preaching. We did it all ourselves. Now we have so many people helping us, and it couldn't happen without you. It's very true. We're very thankful for our partners and what they're doing, and you're going around the world too, and everything that this Amen. ministry does. Amen. So we just wanted to say a special thank you, and uh, we love you. And every good thing that is happening through this ministry, you're going to share in every one of those rewards. So God bless you. Thank you for being a partner with us. If you're not already a partner, you can become a Grace Partner today by calling our helpline or going to awmi.net. As a thank you for becoming a partner, Andrew would like to offer you the CD album of today's teaching on the power of partnership as his gift to you. Also available today is the Power of Partnership package, which includes the Financial Stewardship book, the Financial Breakthroughs DVD, in your choice of either the Power of Partnership CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $55, but you can get it today for only $39. For those of you who would like to be partners with us, we've got a lot of things going on, and the thing that right now that the Lord has really laid on my heart is to get our parking garage paid off as quickly as possible. We actually have a $23 million loan on that 1,022 space parking garage. It's five stories tall, and I tell you, it is such a blessing. We are using it. It's a godsend, but we need to get it paid off. And the Lord laid on my heart to just ask for 23,000 people to give $1,000. And I know that that's a lot of money for some people, for other people. It's not a problem, but you know, if you gave $100 a month for 10 months, it would only take 10 months for us to come up with that. And if we get this paid off within just the next few months, I'll save nearly $7 million in interest. And if the Lord has led you to join with us, we have what we call a 1K club, and you can contact us. We have the number on your screen. Let somebody know about it because we need to designate this money towards that. But we believe that we're getting our parking garage paid off quickly and thank you for being a part of this. Join with Andrew and become part of the 1K Club today by going to awmi.net or calling our helpline at 719-635-1111. Remember, you can order materials, become a Grace Partner, or join the 1K Club by going to awmi.net. Or you can call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. 
Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is making a difference in the lives of people around the world. Karis Bible College graduate Ricky Burge has taken Andrew's teachings of discipleship evangelism and is changing the nations of Uganda, Rwanda, and South Sudan. We taught them that if you pour into your disciples in the church, your disciples will make other disciples, which will make the church grow. And some of those disciples will become shepherds. They'll be pastors in new locations. And so the churches are growing. I mean, when we were in Karamoja 2014, they started with 80 churches. Up to today, it's over 150. That is a direct result of what discipleship does. To see Ricky's full destiny story, visit awmi.net today.